Hey, everybody, it's the Callaway Talks Podcast. I'm Harry Arnett. Thank you for joining us. You know what these podcasts are all about. Every week, we talk to somebody who's inside or outside the game of golf that makes our game great. And this week, we have a guest on who might be the most complete golfer there is on the PGA Tour at this moment. And so I can see you out there listening to this on your on your iPhone or mobile device or computer or what have you in your car thinking, hmm, who could that be? And the name is going to surprise you. But stats don't lie. As our PR guy and resident statistician Scott Gorl always says, stats don't lie. And in this case, they absolutely do not lie. That player is Gary Woodland. He's won recently. He almost won the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs at the Barclays. He is the longest player on the PGA Tour. He has incredible ball speed. He is perhaps the best athlete on the PGA Tour. And he's playing some of the best golf on the PGA Tour. And we caught up with him right in the middle of the playoffs. And here's our buddy, Gary Woodland. How do I know this is the real Gary Woodland? How are you, buddy? Good, brother. How you doing? Congratulations. Thanks, man. Gary, I feel like if the cup were a quarter of an inch bigger, you would have won that tournament by about 25 shots. Yes. You know, it was one of those deals. <laughs> last four holes, I thought I made all four of them. Yeah. Uh, I, it was nice. You know, I gave myself a lot of opportunities. Obviously, I'm frustrated from the outcome, but uh, nice. Anytime you can give yourself a chance to win on Sunday, you know, that's what it's all about. And we'll get ready for this week and uh, go give ourselves another chance. You know, a lot of people would look at your play in the last few weeks and think, well, Gary is a streaky player. But I think one of the things that is really going to surprise people is you've been just about the most consistent player on tour this year. Um, it just so happens you found yourself in that last few groups and closed, you know, closed the deal on the weekend. Yeah, there's no doubt. One, I'm healthy. Um, you know, anytime you're healthy – um, you know, good things can happen, especially when you feel like your game's coming along. And I've uh, made a bunch of cuts and haven't been too successful on the weekends, but finally kind of broke through there in, in Reno and, you know, really carried the momentum. Um, very comfortable with everything at, comfortable with the equipment, comfortable with my golf swing. And uh, I think just as important, I'm comfortably where I'm at mentally. And you add all, all those things up and it produces pretty good results. I mean, even like the last few shots that everybody remembers seeing you play here in the last few weeks that tee shot on 18 in Reno where you just looked so relaxed for being you know you had a little bit of a lead but it it still wasn't necessarily all in the bag you saw to hit a good tee shot there and then coming down the stretch I mean you you hit pretty much every shot right where you were looking I did you know and I anytime you you know you feel comfortable about your golf swing and feel comfortable with things they're doing um, you know, good results happen, and I feel great about everything right now. I'm in a great spot, and I've executed under pressure. I mean, obviously, I'd like some of those putts to go in yesterday, but, um, you know, from a golf swing standpoint, I, I hit every shot I wanted to, uh, especially the last four holes. I mean, I put it, I gave myself opportunities, and uh, we do that enough. We'll, we'll get them to go in the hole. So you made a decision early, mid-year, roughly, I think back in May, that you were going to go get some specialized short game work as well and what was behind some of that uh, thought process yeah I was starting to hit it better and I wasn't seeing any results and you know I I had a a week in San Antonio where my short game was horrendous and I I, literally I got done with San Antonio I was flying home and I'm 
I was on the airplane. I'm like, I've just had enough of this. I can't, I can't t- take it anymore. Um, coach Goss, the golf coach at Northwestern, I've known him. We played when I was at Kansas. We played a lot of golf with Northwestern, so I, I've known Coach for a while. I actually made the phone call uh, the week of Augusta. It was the following week. I called him the next day when I got home from San Antonio and said, Coach, I'm struggling. I would love to, love to come work with you and uh, see how it works. And you know, he told me it was 40 degrees up in Chicago. He's like, I don't think you want to come up here. And I'm like you don't understand how how frustrated I am coming <laughs> right now. So I flew up there. We worked outside in the rain in 40 degrees. We were out there forever. It was like uh, Rocky. It's like Rocky. You were like it was like Rocky 3. <laughs> exactly what it was. <laughs> he had you he's had you carrying like the he had you carrying like the big tree trunk over your shoulders and like running up hills or stuff like that or re, or was it strictly golf course stuff? No, we, we were running up hills. We were yeah. carrying log. We were doing it all. We did it all. <laughs> we transformed myself into a complete player so what how does that how does that process go i mean is do you just like immediately hit the golf course or or is he sit you down and just try to you know understand your frustration like where it's coming from yeah exactly we sat down and talked for a while and you know he's known me for a long time so he knows my game and he he'd seen some stuff he would like to do before anyway so he had an idea of what we were going to do and he asked me what i wanted where i wanted to go and you know what i was looking to get out of this and i, I told him i was looking to you know, to do what Luke Donald does. Luke Donald obviously has an unbelievable short game. And, you know, one thing that kind of hit home, what he told me right away was he goes, the good thing is Luke Donald's never going to be able to hit it the way I hit it, um, you know, with the with the length and, you know, some things you can't teach guys. He goes, the good thing is I can teach you to have a short game huh. like Luke Donald. And that, once he said that, I was on board. And it was, it was funny because he, he told me, he's like, I, he watched me hit some chip shots and some bunker shots and some butts. And he's like, I'd really like to change everything. And I'm like, he goes, I don't want to give you too much right now because I don't want you to be nervous on the golf course, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Coach, I'm already nervous around <laughs> the short game on the golf course. So you giving me new information is not going to make me any more nervous. Um, I'm just, I want results. And I said, I can't get any worse than what it's been the last couple of weeks. And so we just went up and we changed everything. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of hurt me there for a little while because I, I wasn't working on the golf swing, so I kind of regressed in the way I was hitting it, but my short game was getting better. Uh, once I kind of like really felt comfortable a couple of weeks ago with the short game, we really went back to the golf swing, and, you know, working with Claude Harmon, got the golf swing back to where he wanted, and then all of a sudden everything started clicking there in Reno. Uh, but it's amazing, you know, when I feel like I, I can be more aggressive with my golf swing, knowing I can get it up and down if I miss the green. So anything around the green, in other words, you got to feel like that frees you up just to kind of attack, doesn't it? It does. I mean, you talk about different mindset. I mean, I, I would go from missing a green, hoping to save par, to now missing a green, thinking I have a pretty good chance to chip this in and make birdie. And you know, in Reno, I chipped in three times. In the last you almost time. did it every time. I mean, that was a little obnoxious. <laughs> I got to tell you, <laughs> it has just been taken off. It's been great. And even this week, I mean, I missed some greens on Saturday and hit it in some some spots that you know was really dicey in spots that you know I walked off the green. I got over the shot and I wasn't even thinking about it and I walked off and I said I didn't have that shot a couple months ago and it it's great um coach Goss and I are going to continue to work um I'm actually going to go see him next week so it's been it's been a great relationship and you know we're just the tip of the iceberg we really we just started working we have a long way to go but uh we're already starting to see results which is nice well and especially up there at Liberty National if you're because you know I'll I'll try to say it in the most politically correct way that some of those green complexes, you could fall out of love with that golf course in a hurry if you're not so confident in your short game. 
there's no doubt. There's a lot of tight lines with the green above you running away. I mean, it, it's dicey around the greens. And the good thing I like about it is about that golf course is it gives you options. You know, you saw guys putting it. You saw guys chipping it. You saw guys hitting, you know, little bumps and runs or hitting hybrids, you know, from around the greens. It gives everybody options. And I think, I think that's fun, um, especially when you can have an imagination around the greens. I think it, uh, it brings everybody in. Well, so a lot of people know, you know, your background. Obviously, you're, you're, you have such a unique story from tour players because you grew up playing a lot of other sports before you dedicated to golf. You were, you know, an outstanding basketball player. Played college basketball before dedicating yourself to golf. I think you, you told me one time you're also a, a pretty good baseball player, which doesn't surprise me. When did you decide that golf was golf was the game for you? It was uh, not till. You know, I, I mean, I was into college. I when I was 16, I was playing basketball, baseball, and golf. I was playing a 100-game baseball season, and my dad just came to me and said, "Hey, it's you're just playing too much." And you know, to the age now where you really need to start focusing on on a couple sports. And so um, he told me I really had to make the decision when I was 16 between baseball and golf. And I just I just got done playing a billion baseball games that summer, and I was kind of burned out with it. I'm like, all right, well, I'm done playing baseball, and I'll move on to golf. You know, in Kansas, we have a can't play golf during the winter so that's when I was playing basketball and basketball really started to take off um, you know I had a pretty good high school career doing that I actually committed to play basketball my junior year in high school so I signed early um, and that's really when I started playing pretty good golf I won five times my senior year and I'm like wow I'm, maybe I'm pretty good at this game um, was, golf a cool, was golf a cool sport at your high school no not yeah at all. you know all my friends none of my friends played you know golf all my friends were playing baseball and basketball and football and um, hey Woodland, what are you doing playing golf, man? You just that's something a... I didn't tell anybody. I just yeah. did it on the side. You know? <laughs> but it was it was fun, and I was just always pretty good at it. I, I never focused much on it, but I was pretty good at it. And you know, I go play basketball at Washburn in our first games at KU, and I realized quickly I needed to get out of this sport and find something <laughs> I could do after school because that wasn't going to be it. And golf was the next option. And uh, you know, I called the coach at KU and. He recruited me out of high school. He told me when I made the decision to play basketball, he's like, you're making a mistake and because I have a feeling you're going to call me. You have a future in this game, and I'll have a scholarship waiting for you. Well, I, I called him after one year of basketball, and he said, I have a scholarship. Come on over, and it kind of took off from there. So so what was your game like that, that first year making the transition? I mean, how would you describe that now? It was tough because, I mean, I went a year without playing golf. I, I didn't touch a club during basketball. And so, you know, coming off a year off and – I missed the first tournament qualifying at KU, so the team's away. It was a little, you know, it was hard. I'm like, shoot, did I make the right choice? But, you know, I progressively got better, and I think that's, you know, that was the key. I knew I had a lot of talent. I just kind of had to put it together, and it was rocky um, the first couple years, kind of up and down, and then my junior year is really when I started playing better and started competing. That's when I won for the first time in college and kind of got myself into some of the the bigger national tournaments during the summer and, uh, you know, carried that into my senior year where I won three times and played pretty good and you know miss miss Q school really my first year out of school I was kind of on the mini tours kind of just bouncing around and you know really didn't play very well but I, I felt like I kept getting better and better each week even though I, I wasn't seeing the results which is kind of a the tale of what happened this year um, I wasn't seeing the results but I felt like I was getting better and in late 2008 I got through Q school and got my PGA tour card so you know I think that's what the other sports taught me is you know in basketball and baseball and those other sports you win, you have to win even when you don't play well. And, you know, I think
think you could see if you watched yesterday. I didn't have my best game out there yesterday, but I found a way to give myself a chance to win, and I think that's what I learned playing other sports. Hung around, hung around, hung. I mean, that's that really is all about experiencing, and I think what's that's a a strange thing to think of a player of, of your you know talent and obviously length is you're still trying. You still have to manage your game too. There's no doubt, um, and, I, and I, that's the that's the beauty of golf. You know, it's uh, it's you out there, and you know it. That's when you, you play well and good things happen. You know, you, there's a lot of comfort in that. And when things aren't going well, you know, you kind of feel like the world's against you because it's all on you. But that's why uh, I think it's the greatest game in the world. So what's what's more nerve wracking, a a five foot putt for par to win a golf tournament, or making a free throw at the at the end to to win a basketball game? There's no doubt. It's no doubt. It's the putt. The you putt. Know, the basketball. The putt. The, the the free throw is the same every time. You know, I mean, really. There's no wind. There's no outside elements. There's no spike marks in front of you. You know, it's the exact same distance every time. You know what it's going to do. You just, you know, you just release the ball. It's just really following your routine. The golf, there's so much. I can hit a perfect putt, you know, which I felt like I did yesterday coming down and the ball not go in. So um, I definitely think it's the putt. So we're going into this playoffs here. And as I said before, I think a lot of people that will listen to this would be. Um, not surprised at, at your talent or your ability, but just how how consistent you've been this year that you've made, as I said before, 19 of, of 23 events, you've made the cut. Um, this is your, obviously, the win we had a couple weeks ago. You're now top 10 in the FedEx Cup going into these last three events. Does it feel like, does it have a playoff atmosphere to you? Or do, or do you just try to keep into, you know, one tournament at a time kind of mindset? Yeah, I mean... Really, we, we know what the end goal is, and the end goal is to have a chance to win in, in Atlanta you know, here in four weeks. So going in last week, it was trying to improve your position each week. And obviously I made a big jump this week, um, you know, moving up from 60th all the way up to 10th. But I still have a long way to go. And you know, we have three weeks, and I still that's still the goal each week is to improve your position, improve your position. And uh, especially where I'm at now, if I continue to do that, we're going to be pretty good here uh, in a couple weeks in Atlanta. And this pressure shouldn't be new to you because you've been fighting the pressure all year of staying on top of our X-bomb count. So, um, you know, that's that's obviously the biggest prize of all is winning that belt at the end of the year rather than all this cash and money and prestige and world ranking points and all that. Yeah, I mean, you can't buy that belt. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that's obviously the big deal. I would imagine it has to be locked up, doesn't it? I mean, with the guys chasing me, they're not in the playoffs, so it's got to be done, right? Well, I don't want to say that because I want you to keep playing hard through it because I'd hate I'd hate for us to be sitting there saying, you know, that the belt got in the way of you holding that, that giant $10 million <laughs> check. Um, I don't want that hanging over us. Not, and I don't, not, that, not that the $10 million is something that you would care about necessarily because, you know, that... No, I'll take the belt. <laughs> the belt. So what What do you think... Go, Last last few events, are you 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 mentioned that you're going to continue to work on short game, et cetera, But just from a layperson's eye, the swing looks great. You look so comfortable. I I would imagine that you just keep doing what you're doing, huh? Exactly. You know that. You know I've made a bunch of cuts. I really I haven't missed a cut since you know the beginning of March. And you know I have had one withdrawal in the middle of that. But you know after one round, I kind of my back locked up on me. But outside of that, you know I've continued to play well continued to play well and i finally saw results and 
that validates that we're doing the right things. You know, the win is what you want in results. You want to validate what you're doing and make sure you're working the right way. And we know we're doing that, and we're going to continue to work that way and can continue to get better, and, you know, hopefully uh, we peak at the right time. All right, well, my job here is to make you more confident going into the last three events. I'm going to give you some stats. You were you were right at the top. You were third in driving distance this week, which everybody knows because, you know, you're long. You were second in putts per green and regulation at the Barclays. So I think that would, you know, you're putting great. You were fourth in putting average at Reno Tahoe where you won. And you were top five in, in greens and regulation and ball striking for this week. So um, those trends seem to think that you're going to ride this out. I'm just, just planting that seed. I love it. I'm just planting that seed for you, Gare. I love it. So keep riding the wave. And uh, we will be looking for you to hold the big check here in a few weeks. And um, congratulations on the great play. And, and I just love the fact that you, you just – there's not one – sense of satisfaction in your voice sounds like you're you're just wanting to keep playing better and better just one step in the right direction like that put that up on the uh locker room i guess you can't put your own quotes up in the locker room because there are a bunch of other players you're competing against but maybe just in your locker yeah we'll keep it in the locker we don't want them to see all our tricks yeah exactly all right thanks gary good luck the rest of the way huh harry great talking to you bro you too boom that was gary woodland you know what I'm going to give Gary two booms. Boom, boom! Gary Woodland. Always great to catch up with Gary Woodland. He's playing some of the best golf in the world right now. And you won't find a better guy to root for than Gary Woodland. Hope you enjoyed it. Go to CallawayGolf.com for more content from Callaway Media Productions. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CallawayGolf. You can follow me on Twitter at HarryArnettCG. Would love to know what you think of all the content we're doing. Thanks again for joining us. We're off next week. we got a big sales meeting next week. We'll be back the week after that with another great guest on the Callaway Talks podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you on the flip side of our sales meeting.